And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Breaking news from about 15 minutes ago. Country singer uh, Toby Keith uh, died last night, surrounded by his uh, family. Uh, he was diagnosed with uh, stomach cancer about 18 months ago. Has been fighting uh, it uh, since. If uh, you've seen any interviews or out in public, you can tell that he had gotten significantly thinner uh, yeah. over that period. But uh, just uh, just such a sad note to start uh, today's day. To, you know, today's day. His songs memorable, huh? Yeah, you know, um, after 9/11. Uh, yeah. there was, there was, yeah, there's man, so many moments in his career. I loved the, um, the song should have been a cowboy. I mean, it's just, first of all, his vocal range, just as a singer, forget about the genre. Uh, I love country music, but in any genre, his vocal range, his voice was, was just so good. Um, as a songwriter, you know, again, you know, he talked about, uh, when he changed labels, uh, getting more Liberty to basically do the songs that he wanted to do. Uh, and of course, as an artist, that's, that's what you want. You know, you, you really want to, it is about that expression. You're, you're trying to really, you know, get your work out there. Um, that, but also, you know, then moving into the, um, the the restaurant industry, uh, the song "I Love This Bar" uh, was the inspiration for Toby Ge- Toby Keith's "I Love This Bar and Grill." And uh, I don't know how many locations are left. Um, I do know one in Oklahoma, and that's uh, at one of the large casinos. It's inside. Um, and I've seen it before. I've never been in, but it's, you know, it's what you would expect. It's a, it's a bar and grill location, uh, kind of a fun thing. Uh, had friends outside the genre. He was, uh, uh, good friends with, uh, rock singer, uh, Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar featured him on, uh, his access TV show. I featured Toby. 
uh, until we got to show them around Oklahoma a little bit, a little bit, and uh, they, you know, that that's kind of the spirit that uh, that Toby Keith had. He was, it was a fun. He was just a, he was fun to watch. He was fun to listen to, um, and also could get very serious. You know, you look at the um, the song "Don't Let the Old Man In." Um, he had befriended Clint Eastwood, the actor, and. He asked Clint Eastwood, you know, he was this iconic actor, and he said, I wanted to, you know, hey, what's your secret? You know, I mean, you you just, you, you're always, you're active, you know, and, and you just seem to be timeless here. What's your secret as you age? And he says, uh, Clint Eastwood at, uh, responded, don't let the old man in, you know, don't sit down, you know, basically don't retire. We, You and I have talked about this. Uh, stay active, that kind of thing. And, but that, that thought stuck in his head. And Toby Keith said, wow, don't let the old man in. I got to write that song. He wrote that song and sent it to Clint Eastwood. And Clint Eastwood uh, decided to use it in the movie The Mule. In fact, it's at the end of the movie. Well, that recent performance on that awards show of that song uh, just had so much emotional uh, connection to what Toby was going through in that moment. And he spoke about that in a recent interview uh, with the television station there in Oklahoma uh, about, you know, how that, you know, connection. They didn't play it. Radio didn't really play that song when the movie came out. But a few years later, of course, that emotional connection when he performed it live, uh, you know, brought it back to radio. And, and, you know, that's, uh, a very interesting take on it. And just, he's one of these country music artists whose songs are going to be, and, and he kind of went through that. If you go back to the early Toby Keith, I mean, he, you know, he was kind of maturing. You could see it as an artist, but a constant, a mainstay in country music, you know, from the moment he hit. Um, and, and his music will most certainly live on. And if you weren't into country music, you had to know him if you watched any TV because he was the spokesperson and did the Wounded Warrior yeah. uh, uh, PSAs mm-hmm. that have run for years. Right, yep. And and so probably a lot of people recognize him, you know, from, from yeah. that. Yeah. I'll see it on – if I turn on TV for a couple of hours, you can almost guarantee it will be on. Yeah, yeah, sure. The Wounded Warrior uh, public service announcement. Right. But uh, he was, uh, you know, really did attach himself to the military and, and uh, you know, patriotism. <laughs> and he's he went back and forth the last 20 years being a Democrat and a Republican or independent. Yeah. But right, voting sure. for Republicans at the mm-hmm. same time. Remember that whole thing that happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, you're just a shill for the Republican Party. He goes, I'm a Democrat. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's a Democrat that was always that was always questioning what the Democrats were doing. Then I think like in twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, he officially became an independent. Yeah. So Right. But yeah, yeah it's uh, it's sad. I mean he's you know, the it just seemed like the kind of person you'd like if you met him. No, that's you know? I, I think that's that seemed is a genuine. huge part of the appeal. And and it might be it might seem an odd comparison, but it isn't to me. Uh but Dave Grohl comes to mind in, in two ways. You know, the kind of person that you can, that's approachable, that you could talk to, you'd love to have a conversation with. 
uh, that seems, you know, like they, they have both feet on the ground. Um, and then also on stage is having as much fun and enjoyment as the fans are that are in the audience at that moment. And that's exactly the way that Toby Keith was. I mean, his, he was having so much, he got so much great enjoyment. You could, that passion for performing, um, was always present. And, you know, we could see it in that, in that recent performance, um, the TV interview, um, that was in over the last couple of weeks, from the TV station there in uh, near Oklahoma city. He had lost even more weight since that performance. And yet his spirits in that interview were great. The reporter said she showed up to do, you know, an interview and they ended up talking for well over two hours. And he was just showing her around and they were just talking about so many things. And you could tell his energy was really great. His, 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 heart was constant and you know it's again that's that's an admirable admirable mindset and spirit when you can look at the person and know that they're going through so much um and and stomach cancer is especially harsh i've had friends and family members who have who have passed from it and the treatment is harsh yeah my grandmother did and it's just you know it's one of those things that, um, uh, you know, is it, it as you watch it and you 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 know these people and if they're friends or family members, and you feel so helpless. And and I think a lot of the fans for Toby Keith uh, shared that too, that thought. And now for a segment called "Just Something I've Noticed," brought to you by our friends at Motel Six. Just something I've noticed: bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby, and truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. And, and you know something, I mean, it's it's just heartbreaking because we've all we've all seen people, families, friends, whatever, that have had cancer, and you know, as they as the even the treatments and the cancer beats them down, and they become yeah. thinner and all that, yeah. And, yeah. and it's just such a sad thing to to uh, to uh, you know to see. I mean, even, yeah. even if you're not the person who's suffering from it, yeah. uh, friends and and relatives. And I was thinking, you know, the uh, when uh, Jay Leno announced the 
conservatorship uh, for his wife. Yeah. Mavis. Did you see where I mean? He had to respond to it because people are like, why is he doing that to his wife? He's got all the money he wants. <laughs> he had to explain, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for her. Yeah. If I die, mm-hmm. she needs to be taken care of. We're setting this up for her. Right. And nothing to do with me. He said, I, you know, I've been the wage earner right. of, of the of, of the family. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, you know, because it, it was almost as if, you know, what the what nefarious purposes is Jay Leno involved in now like he was, was trying to take her money or something exactly just, right people, was, it, it, and right. it's people's ignorance of those of yeah. the of that process um many of us uh adult caretakers have been there and i've been through and, and in fact i've been through that with a, a handful of family members mm-hmm. and uh in fact we're going through that officially uh, with one family member this week this thursday and and it's it's part of a process to make sure that that person is going to be taken okay. care of and and that you know um it's it, it, and it's really sad knowing that you know uh jay has been um they have been a constant no children they have been a constant couple for decades and and now he is uh, in part a caretaker of course um, and this is part of that, the official side of yeah. the caretaking. And he was out with her apparently on either was this past Sunday or the Sunday before, you yeah. know, yeah. at his regular comedy gig. Yeah. And yeah. she, you know, and, and she was with him. So yeah. he yeah. did that back in November. But that just, you know, that hit, you know, my heartstrings just because, oh, sure. yeah. you know, any if you have anybody that in your family that had dementia, my mom did. And, yeah. you know, you just, you, you see that and. I forgot. Uh, oh, I know who it was. I know what it reminded me of. It was uh, uh, Demi Demi Moore uh, talking about her ex, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis. Yeah, and and uh, you know apparently they're you know she's around a lot, even yeah. being the ex. You know yeah, they've been yeah. very close. I think share three daughters, mm-hmm. but it's you know the whole and that it just comes. I th- it came back to me, and I think it goes back to everybody. And and she had said, she said, you have to live every moment in the present. And I went, yeah. wow, that's great advice. Because if you think about what that person was compared to what they are right now, uh, you know, and you see how they're not the same person that they, that they were, you know, I, I always think about the first time that I called my mom and she hung up on me mm-hmm. and realizing it was nuts not angry about it. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. like, I said, not angry at my mom, but when she first got to mention, normally she would say, how are you doing? She would talk and she was like, Oh, how are you? Let me see if your father's around. You know, he's not around Bye, boom, hang mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. It's like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. And that was a, it was, that's a, a moment in your life. You'll never forget. And you just say things are, you know, things are changing and you realize you go through that process. She said, just embrace the present and the beauty of what you can get from that person at the presence at the present. And that's yeah. really, really true. I know it was yeah. for me with my mom. Well, we're going through it with a couple of family members and, and one mm-hmm. family member looking at photos on the wall that have been there for a long, long time. And then saying those people aren't my family. And, and that's one of the moments that is, you know, the step backwards, but then the living in the moment part of it is then going out with them to uh, go to a restaurant or, mm-hmm. Just hang out, or take a just take a ride in the car, uh, do something uh, enjoyable, and know that they they they're still our moments. At least our experience has been 
uh, with with our family members um, that are going through it, where they are in the moment. My uh, mom's oldest sister, uh, before she passed, her dementia went from nothing to advanced, and then her passing within seven months. Oh, it was wow. a very short time period. But the last time that I saw her uh, before she passed uh, was actually at her uh, younger brother's funeral. My mom's twin brother had passed, and we're sitting there at the wake, and and I'm sitting across from her, and one of my mom's other sisters, uh, my aunt Levon, was was talking to her about, you know, well, this is Eric, and he is, you know, Mary's and and Jimmy's son, and and she goes, well, of course he's Jimmy's son. Look at him, and he and she looks at at, at me, and then points at my dad, who was at another table. We were at the wake, and. And so she points at another table where my dad was sitting. And it was one of those moments of, you know, recognition when she at that point was a, a very advanced uh, at dementia and had that. But it had that smile that was and it was and everlasting. It was, yeah. And it was a great it was a great moment. In yeah. fact, I just uh, last weekend, my, my sister, I sent my sister some pictures, you know, that came up in Facebook history, me being with my mom. And she said, you know, that's one of the last times. And I went it was the second last time I said I saw my mom. I said, but. That was the last. That was the last time she was fully coherent. Yeah, and that's when she played a trick on me. Right, and yeah. she was fully coherent at that point. Now, we were blessed in a way that my mom, because a lot of people with dementia don't know who anybody is, and absolutely are frightened to death. Yes, yeah. Of and yeah. my mom never got to that point, even though yeah. she did forget my dad a few times. You know, who are you? But she never forgot me, and um, and uh, she never was scared. You know, and that's what you, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, when the whole Jay Leno thing and even with Bruce Willis, you're like, and, and again, you think about that because there are, there are people that are celebrities and you know who they are and all that. But it's just, it's just to me, just more examples of what millions of other families go have gone through. There's a with movie people from, in their family with dementia. There's a movie from several years ago that I think is worth watching. Um, it, 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 it can be hard to watch, but I think it, they did a very good job at demonstrating as best they could anyway, uh, with a drama, uh, what someone with dementia is going through. And it's called the father. And it, uh, has Anthony Hopkins in it, but the way that it is where people are leaving the room and coming back and, and recognizing someone and then someone else walks in and the viewer is actually going through what the, the main subject is going through, what the main character is going through because you're thinking, well, who is that person? Now, now somebody else has walked into the room. Um, it can be hard to watch, you know, especially for those of us who deal with it directly, but, um, it is, it is, I think a very good movie. I think it was, it was well done, you know, but, but as we go through life and, you know, and people, um, age and get sick. You know, we were all praying for Toby Keith, and I know that was greatly appreciated. Losing his battle with uh, stomach cancer yesterday at the age of 62. Rest in peace. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Various ag and rural-oriented organizations, private businesses, and nonprofit groups continue to expand available rural mental health resources to communities and individuals. For instance, the recent announcement of the Farm Family Wellness Alliance and free access to counseling for farmers and ranchers and those in rural America. Terry Moore represents the American Farm Bureau Federation, one of several partners within the alliance. Their new platform found at www.farmfoundation.org 
org slash resources provides anonymous online mental health and well-being services and as important points to local resources in rural communities she acknowledges one of the challenges in the mental health arena is that often we have national hotlines but those counselors may not understand rural america life is very different in rural america and so the psychology of helping someone in crisis in rural america is different and that too is part of what we have been working to achieve i'm rod bain reporting for the u.s department of agriculture in washington dc this report brought to you by Senex Fuels and Loops. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. I just saw some stories. I just go, oh come on, please. This one I saw yesterday. New survey out: football surpasses baseball as America's national pastime. Mm. Pew Research Center found Americans believe football, not baseball, is Americans uh, America's sport, and the margin is very wide. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 63% of Americans believe football is America's sport. Baseball came in at 27%. Basketball, 8%. Soccer, 3%. Racing, 3%. Hockey, 1%. Something else, 2%. Yeah. But we already knew that. Yeah, right. We already, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty and you, much been the case for a while. Yeah, and right. you know how you know. Thank, thank you, uh, 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 Pew Research and Fox News mm. for having that story. Uh, Forty years after that became true. <laughs> Forty to fifty years after that became true. <laughs> Six six ninety red eye. Now's your chance to be the caller. Red Eye Radio. Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today, and you can listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio station affiliates, uh, so yeah, just to very quickly, uh, uh, thanks for the uh, the update there from Pew Research that did the uh, polling. Mm. And uh, football is now considered America's sport. I mean, it has been for a while. I say since the 70s, because I think that's when the the numbers really changed as you got a couple of years into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's really when it uh, uh, surpassed. And probably it surpassed baseball in the early 19, early to, to mid, in, in the 60s somewhere is where the evolution took place. Mm. Uh, but when you, you see, and, and how do you know it today? You know it by the TV numbers. Super Bowl. On Sunday, we'll probably draw, uh, I'm going to guess, uh, $120 million average. Mm, yeah. 150 peak. Yeah. 
uh, highest World Series game last year. It was the lowest World Series ever mm. uh, viewed since they've been doing the Nielsen ratings since 1963. So that's, that's as far as they really go back. Uh, well, but, it's golf, though. Come on, you're supposed to work. I don't say it's no, it's baseball. Oh no, it's baseball. Yeah, I, I, oh, I thought there was. I thought there was something else in coming in there. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, we have this chemistry that I automatically relate to something. No, you as soon as you were like, as, as soon as I pause, hey, it's what's, like, what's he, you doing? <laughs> he, did, he didn't get what direction I was going in somehow. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but golf even has uh, probably lower. Uh, Mm. lower numbers than that uh i'm not especially the last couple of years after live i would yeah, that, assume that which that, was and the, and the inspiration for the joke about baseball it's getting down to golf even nascar numbers <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry nascar fans but you know it's true so it's but uh a base is like the top game was 11 million yeah uh yeah, for wow. the final game of the world series they averaged mm. game three i think was eight million so you know, pretty low, pretty low numbers. But if you look at hockey, I mean, hockey probably pulls in three, four hundred thousand. Have we ever seen a, a number on how much? I don't do sports betting. Now, I've, I've been to casinos and I, you know, I, I I will play a little bit at a casino. Not, I don't, I don't play like John Daly. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Ron White had a story. He's good friends with John Daly. He says, man, that guy gambles. Uh, but how much money, how much total money on just the Super Bowl? Total wagers. And now that so much of it is legal. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good point. Will total betting be, right? Total betting for 23 point. One billion dollars. Well, I was going to say this. Not only is football big and football and gambling is big, it's much bigger than Taylor Swift. This is, uh, wow, <laughs> this is just from uh, yesterday. I, I didn't I didn't see the story yesterday. Where was this from? I, AB, ABC News. Okay, I got it. Super Bowl should smash betting records with 68 million U.S. adults set to wager legally or otherwise. Well, the other, other or otherwise, betters plan to wager an estimated twenty three point one billion dollars on this super. By the way, half of that is John Daly. Uh, tw- <laughs> <laughs> on this year's Super Bowl, up from sixteen, up from sixteen billion last year. Oh, inflation, but up from sixteen billion. This group. Predicted the American Gaming Association. Um, well, they're not just any group. Uh, of that, about one point five billion is projected to be bet with legal. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So one point five billion of that is I, legal, and the rest is illegal. I thought I thought I was going to read because I'm reading this fresh. I mean, it's on the fly. This I know is, this is hot off the presses, ladies and gentlemen. It's actually from yesterday, but it's the first time I've read it, and that's the point. Of that, about one point five billion dollars is projected to be bet with legal outlets. That means that means, oh my gosh, twenty one point five 
billion is going to be illegal betting? Now, do they count that the squares, too? That, are they taking that into consideration? Are you saying the squares is illegal? Because I just, I just, well, I yeah, gave I, Alan, our producer, well, yeah, four hundred dollars. When I lived in New York one time, there was like a problem. You better watch out yeah. with the bars and the squares, because yeah. technically, if you have it out, it's gambling in a place that serves alcohol uh, oh. without a license or okay. whatever it was. Okay. I think it yeah. was. This goes. This goes back years ago. I can't even right. tell you what year okay. it was. Yeah, I just remember that being an issue. It's like, what are you talking about? It's a stinking square board. I only encountered that a couple of times along the way in offices. And since it was radio, we were betting with pennies. But I've, I've never encountered it, you know, outside of that. Uh, I'm sure there are, you know, plenty of buddies or, well, or groups out there now with, with it. But. Now with the 83,000 more IRS agents, are they going after the squares? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you win, you better report. So, um Hold on, is that what one point five billion? Yeah, is projected to be bet with legal outlets. Yeah, I'm which reading, means I'm reading it right here twenty one point five billion, roughly twenty one point six billion. I guess if you do the math, uh, twenty three point one billion minus one point five billion, twenty one point six billion dollars will be. Other than legal, <laughs> well, but, well, look, at, but look at this. Is this? Would you say because they say sports betting is legal in thirty-eight states plus Washington D.C. So they're talking about in thirty-nine places mm. in the majority of the country, sports betting is legal, mm-hmm. and it went up from sixteen to twenty, but legal is only one point. What is it? One point five. One point five. One point five billion. Is this the same as legalizing marijuana? That you can get everybody else is doing it because they think it should be legal in their area or something. You mean? Uh, no, it's just or, that the black market for anything. If 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 you uh, legalize something, the black market also grows, even as even as the business okay. overall grows. Oh like no, you, that's you, a great point. Because what what what, yeah. you'll, what you'll hear yeah. is, well, look at this. Well, the whole thing here locally with with uh, uh, Mark Cuban selling the Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. and it's all you know. It seems to be based on the fact that. Well, we want to have the we, when when Texas goes to gambling, we want to be ready. Mm-hmm. What will we approve of first, pot or gambling? This is I think it's gambling on pot. <laughs> I think it's going to be all in one bill. I'm, I, it's it's going to be letter roll a joint. <laughs> but I mean, but that was that whole thing is based on the fact of. Okay, we're looking into the future when Texas has gambling, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, and and but you you look at the explosion in in legalized gambling, and it's still minuscule compared yeah. to illegal gambling. And if you look at the growth rate, even from last year, mm-hmm. from 16 to 20, the the vast majority of it, I thought that I thought well, no, so many places, so many states have opened up legalized gambling. That's where you're seeing the increase. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at the numbers. When you read them, and I was just getting to the story too. Yeah. When you had said the stories out there, and I found it on on uh, you know, and, and Google, but the reprint from the Seattle Times, mm. and it's like, well, the the vast majority as legalized gambling. I'm sure the governments are promoting. It. Look how the tax dollars it's bringing it in, but at the same time, illegal gambling is skyrocketing, much like 
we've seen the pot industry in California and mm-hmm. Colorado and other places mm-hmm. that is having trouble legal uh, legally, you know, or, or making it the, the legal pot is having a problem making it because of the taxes and fees and everything else. I wonder if Biden plans on taking the junk fees off of pot. Uh, <laughs> but but um, you see also that the cartels in the amount is growing gangbusters. Yeah. And, and so and, it, and I and, and what about this? So the, the sports gambling thing uh, that you can do, uh, even if it's legal in your area, but you can't do the kind of sports gambling that you want to do. Right. Like fantasy football kind of gambling. I don't know what the laws say. I got to be honest with you. I'm totally ignorant on this. But let's just say that you're in an area where, OK, you can do it through uh, the, the the fantasy football league type things you can have those types of accounts but you don't have a bookie set up to take your bets and on and the odds and you know in any given game so people are are doing both and and basically they're you know inspired because well this type of gambling is legal and i'll just get with my buddies and we'll do whatever squares or whatever you know on that because look i uh I'm not that naive. I was going to say I'm not naive. I'm not that naive. I know that illegal gambling is massive. But it is interesting that with the expansion of gambling, especially sports gambling, that still only 1.5 billion out of the 23.6 billion, 23.1 billion mm-hmm. is uh is legal. You would think that that number would, you know, I mean, it is growing. It's up from 1.25 billion in legal bets. Right, it's up, yeah. You know, but it's, I mean, you would think that the percentage would go way, way up. But actually, the biggest growth in this, so think, so look at this. Overall betting last year at the Super Bowl was 16 billion, okay, total. Now it's 23.1 billion. Legal betting on the Super Bowl was $1.25 billion last year, and now it's $1.5 billion. That's not that much of an increase compared to the overall increase, which means there's a massive increase in non-legal betting uh, in on the Super Bowl. It's, it's uh, $7.1 billion. You know, it would be interesting to compare a state like Texas that really doesn't have, you know, gambling isn't legal. Right here yet and compare uh just the per capita betting uh on the Super Bowl or the NFL in the state of Texas well compared to yeah. the overall betting I mean legal or I- illegal in a place where it would be legal and you've got a couple of major league you know football teams New York or whatever you know wh- what is the comparison per capita the Chickasaw Nation uh, owns uh, Windstar Casino um, and that is an hour north of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and 95% of the revenue comes from right here, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, there's the Choctaw Casino, and they're just inside Oklahoma, basically, when you go north into Oklahoma on 35 or Highway 75, depending on which one you're going to. So the overwhelming majority of the money comes out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I know you were talking about Texas as a whole, as, as the entire state, but I don't know, and I don't know the extent of sports gambling at those casinos i gotta be honest with you i've never experienced that i know they have the machines and some tables 
I don't know the right. I don't know the experience or, or to what extent they have sports related gambling. Probably, would be, but there are a lot yeah. of gamblers. To be you know, to be clear, there are a lot of gamblers, legal gamblers. It, it might be easier to measure, for example, the Dallas Fort Worth area, even the outgo of money to see what the, of gambling and compare that to a city where, uh, you know, there where gambling is is legal and see what the total amount of gambling is per capita. Uh, yeah, so no, uh, let's see here. This is, I don't know if uh, Oklahoma has been given full gaming rights, so they cannot operate a sports book at this time. Uh, that was according to one uh, travel expert. I don't know if that is the case, but I know I've been to both of those casinos. I've never experienced, I don't remember seeing it like a, a sports bookie like I've seen in Vegas section where you walk up and there's it's all sports gambling. Right. I've never done it, but I've seen it in Vegas for sure. 86690-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. It will be interesting, Eric, to see uh, what happens now in the Senate as oh. Republicans seem to be backing off on it. You have three Democrat senators that won't yeah. vote for it right now. Right. McConnell backing off on it. Langford seems to be backing off on it. In fact, he said he would not vote uh, to move it forward tomorrow. So, Well, and and that's it. That's The, the cloture vote is tomorrow, so if it doesn't get through cloture... Uh, you know, Lindsey Graham implying, well, you know, an, he said the same thing. Yep. some kind of amendment. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. I don't know what that amendment would be. The amendment would be take that number 5,000, change it to zero. Uh, take that word discretion, which appears 12 times in the bill, uh, out of it. Um, <laughs> right. Make it appear. <laughs> also, take that down to zero. <laughs> right. Um, and so, you know, I mean, that's that's basically what it comes down to for a lot of us. I, those things aren't going to happen because it's the back and forth. What are you going to give up to the Democrats to, to make all those changes? They're not going to accept anything, which is our whole concern with this. I I think this thing might not get through cloture. I guess we'll see what they what they say today. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> Those Weekend Golf Guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that 
Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord, we get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.